Welcome to Dad's Drive Home, a podcast designed to encourage and equip you to live faithfully as a dad, because your calling is high, your time is short, and your family is priceless. Hey friends, Shane here. This is part three of the story of our adoption journey that my wife and I started on back in 2015. If you've been listening to the previous episodes, you heard that my oldest and I were supposed to be in Africa right now, preparing to bring my adopted son home this week after a three-year journey. Unfortunately, with the finish line in sight, we hit a little speed bump, and it's going to be another couple of months before we can travel. Obviously, this was very discouraging, but for any family that's adopted or been in the adoption process, you know that this is the nature of the process, a continual pendulum of extreme highs and depressing lows. And so we press on, hoping to have our son home within the next couple of months. Until then, I'll pick up the story where I left off in the episode Adoption Journey Part 2. It's late summer 2016, and we just completed a pretty nerve-wracking journey to get to the village where our children's orphanage was located. That afternoon, we got to drive out to the bush to the tiny village of refugee huts where our children had been discovered starving to death and brought into the orphanage. And we were going out to the bush to meet Atta, or Grandma Sarah, as we'll call her. We didn't know what to say to her. We asked Samuel, our translator and the orphanage director there, if we should talk about the adoption. He said that would be difficult because there's no culture of adoption. They didn't even have a word for it in Sango, their native language, and we were only the third adoption on record in the country. So what do you say in that moment? We saw her. She was cooking a baby bird in a leaf over a fire for her meal. My wife was brilliant in the moment. She just drew close to Grandma Sarah. She wrapped her arms around her. She sang a song over her and told her how grateful she was for taking care of the children until the orphanage came and provided adequate care. Grandma Sarah then proceeds to tell us this story through our translator, that rebels had chased them from their village, and they were in hiding in the bush. They were starving. It was Sarah, her two daughters, and their children, Tony and Solange. Tony and Solange are biological cousins, and each of their dads were dead. There in the bush, Tony's mother was dying slowly of HIV. As she was nearing the end, the other mom got a headache one day, and less than two days later, she died. So now Grandma Sarah is suddenly burying one of her daughters and is preparing to bury the other. And as that mother is laying on her deathbed, She says to Grandma Sarah, I know you are scared. I know you are afraid you won't be able to care for these children. Do not worry. God will protect you. And then she says this, White people will come, and when they do, you should give the children to them, and they will take care of them. And then Grandma Sarah looks at us, having just told us this story, and says, This is what has come true today. There's no word for adoption, no culture of it, the third adoption on record in the entire country. It is most probable that Grandma Sarah had never even seen a person with light skin like ours. 
When we finally got to meet Tony and Solange later that afternoon, they were terrified of us, and the orphanage house mom said that it was because of our light skin. I asked Samuel later, why would she say that? And he confidently replied, she had a vision, what you might call a prophecy. God told her. Michelle, my wife, asked Grandma Sarah if she could take a picture with her, and she replied, yes, for now you are my daughter. So think about this, friends. A mom was dying, terrified. How will her baby and her niece be cared for? A grandmother, terrified. How will she care for these two toddlers, let alone herself? A couple from Ames, Iowa, us, terrified. What are we doing in this war-torn, rebel-occupied country with kids who won't even look at us without screaming? And God, in his sovereignty and goodness, provided the message that each of us needed to hear. And to us, it was exactly what we needed to be assured that God was way ahead of us in this very tumultuous journey. A year later, we had returned to Africa to bring our son and daughter home. And that's where we'll pick up the story in the next episode. Thanks for listening to another episode of Dad's Drive Home. If you have any questions you would like us to address or ideas for how we can serve you better, please reach out to us at dadsdrivehome.com.